0: Thank you, Bella. Appreciate it. As always, welcome back, everyone, to another edition of the Soccer Specialist Podcast. And first, I want to give a shout-out to my girls. They got to play this weekend. First opportunity to play in a competitive game out on the pitch since last November. So that was a lot of fun to get out there. We were really worried about the weather. It poured, poured during our first game early in the morning. It was looking iffy for the second game, but it started to clear up. We got to play. Third game, the weather was great. Uh, the next Sunday morning, didn't get the results they wanted, but it was a great opportunity to get back out there. They played well, did some really good things. Tough circumstances, not only first time back, three games in a weekend. Uh, one of my players had torn her ACL. She just got cleared for for uh, 100% full contact and, and gameplay about three weeks before the tournament. We went in with two subs. Four center backs were on the roster. We had one for the game. There's a lot of position uh switching uh, uh new players to the team that would have been for the here for the spring season first time these girls got to play together out on the out on the pitch so it was interesting they did a lot of good things it was it was fun to watch i really enjoyed it and excited about what they're going to do going forward when they get to play together a little bit get some training under their belt and move into uh another season so that was kind of fun glad we got to get out there hope a lot of you have been getting out there as well and today I want to talk about some uh, some things. This was originally, a, this is a response to something someone had posted, a parent had posted in the Facebook group, and I realized it's a really important topic with regards to individual player development, so I wanted to talk about it here as well. Uh, I didn't ask him a- about it, so I'm not going to name him, but it was basically the idea of parents of young players, and this really happens with all ages, but it's it's even more so with young players for some reason, seven, nine, ten years old about chasing rankings and playing for this elite club and that league and or that academy team. And I want to talk a little bit about the things you should be looking for and why this may not necessarily be the best thing for your player development. So this is directed a little more at the parents, but I really think it's important for the players to listen and understand this as well so that they can also have conversations with their parents as to where they should be playing. I think that's a really important part of development. It's not a be-all, end-all list for sure, but I think it covers a lot of the, the main points and the things you want to take into consideration to help you do this soccer parent thing right, because I get it. you know, It goes fast. You want to make the right decisions. It's really important. I think it's important for the players as well to be part of that. And it's after all, for the players, it's your journey. You need to be part of the conversation about where you play and understand what it means. And so I'm just going to cover, I think I got six points here about the important things you need to consider or understand when you're looking to do these things. First, number one, making sure the game is fun. Absolutely has to be fun. I've talked in detail about this before, about fun isn't necessarily all fun all the time, but overall, the game has to be in fun. You have to enjoy playing anything, excelling at anything. It takes time. It takes work. It takes effort. And no, it's not always going to be fun. Uh, I used, always use mu- music lessons as an example with homework. As a parent, you're not you're not too happy if um, your kid's not doing their music homework out of there, right? And it's kind of the same with soccer, which goes into doing things on your own and so forth. And there's a fine line between you as a parent, between pushing and pulling, get your kid out there and doing what they need and not turning them off from the game. I've gone into detail on that in other podcasts, but it's really important to keep that in mind. Number two, understanding that the environment matters, uh, especially at young ages, but really at any age. This means the players, how they interact with one another, that team chemistry or drama. It also means a coach that can not only teach them the foundational skills, the fundamental technical skills they need, but can do it in a manner that reinforces the fun and has the players looking forward to practices instead of dreading them as something that they just got to get through to get to the game, okay? So that type of environment, players to players, players to coaches, really, really important for player development. Please understand development is messy. It is most certainly not linear. It's not straight up. You know, in a line graph it's a messy scribble, not just up and down, but backwards and circular and all it's all over the place. It's really important to understand that your kids not going to have a better performance every game they play. Not going to have a better performance necessarily even from the start of a of one season to the end of it over a span of 8 10 12 games or whatever it is and it's important to understand that that long term it's about improving obviously but you're going to see a lot of different things in the short term that make you question whether it's, you're going in the right place so it's important not to react emotionally to short term setbacks okay which is leads right into the next one understanding that development is long term it's irrelevant whether or not your kid looks like a world beater in certain games, setting aside they might be playing the wrong teams in the first place. It could also simply be an athletic advantage. you know what it doesn't indicate anything going forward if your kid is tearing up a league at seven, eight, nine years old. It has nothing to do with where they're going to be at 15. Yeah, it does happen. Of course, stars at early age, but stars at early ages are more often than not not stars at age 15, 16, 17 years old, okay? So when you see your kid excelling at age 7, 8, or 9, dial it back a little bit. They don't all of a sudden have to jump ship to some $5,000-a-year academy, which goes into the next thing. Don't chase buzzwords and name clubs and leagues at at this early age. It doesn't mean anything. See above, fun, a good environment steeped in the fundamentals of the game allow for development and all that entails which includes messiness and setback think years down the road not the next match or practice okay so this means for things like rankings elite this, premier that uh, academy this league it doesn't mean anything for your kid and you may do far more damage to your child's development chasing these things than if you left them alone in a good environment if development is happening correctly Many games at young ages will look messy, very, very messy. Players doing the right things, dribbling more challenging defenders, trying to possess them and play back and around when it's necessary. They're going to struggle with these things because their speed of play mentally, their technical ability with the ball, it's not enough to do it successfully over a full game against aggressive, fast, athletic opponents who just swarm to the ball and they force you to cough it up because the players aren't right aren't there yet in their development process but if they choose to keep making the right decisions even if they're unsuccessful for those reasons and they keep focusing on the things they can control eventually the scales they're going to tip the smart technical players will start outshining those athletes who are running around like idiots now they're no longer able to force to force those easy turnovers this is a uh, discussion I had with my girls all the time when they were younger right you start out you're It's one or two good passes, then it's three or four, then it's five or six. And all of a sudden, these players chasing down the ball, able to disrupt and cause turnovers. Now, years down the road, you're starting to see the payoff where now the ball really is faster than the players and knocking it around. You're just getting players chasing and tiring themselves out and getting out of position. And now it's starting to look a real soccer and you're taking advantage of those overly aggressive athletic players. Hey, look, I've seen too many promising players derailed by parental decisions. When my rising U-18s were rising U-10s, ugh, U-18s, that's another thing for this past tournament. It's the first time I ever saw them listed under the women's category. It's the girls. Time flies. Anyway, we had a girl come out for our team over the summer, I think in in August. Her team had just fallen fallen apart. It was actually after the teams were all placed and where they were going to play and everything but maybe a week or two before the schedule, a few weeks before the season, and their team fell apart, disbanded. She came out, she fit in. Was she the best player on the team? No. Was she the worst? No. She was somewhere in the middle, maybe top third. Uh, she loved it. She fit in. She enjoyed the girls. Um, in an email to me, her mom even admitted that her kid said we were her first choice. However, sadly, this was about the mom. As many of you know, if you look hard enough, you can usually find a team for a player where they probably aren't quite good enough for that team, but circumstances dictated the team needed a body. You were there. You are able to slide onto a team you wouldn't normally make at tryouts. So she ended up sliding onto a U11 team that at the time, while they also played in the top flight in the league where her U10 team was middle of the road, at that time it also meant jumping from 8v8 to 11v11. Okay? Um, the next year the age moved up, but at that year it was, which I think was young in anyway. I fought against that, but I told her that her mom, it didn't matter to me if she chose us, setting aside what the kid wanted, but that I felt jumping up an age group and that level of competition on top was not going to be the best thing for her. Playing 11 v. 11 at that age would be a bad idea. She didn't have the ability to, to for the range of passes and so forth. She wouldn't play as much on a team like that. Wouldn't get the touches and experience at an important age, but they took it. Turns out she barely played that fall. The mom complained a lot, actually pulled her off the team. So they didn't even play in the spring. Um, You know, and those are the types of things you have to be, be careful of Uh, oddly enough at spring tryouts. She actually accepted an offer for our age group from our, what was our a team at the time, even played in the Memorial day tournament at the end of spring. Then, Then in June, had an opportunity to take a spot on, on an academy team that was, that was uh, I believe, was might have even be been a new team forming from a summer select program, which she did, and managed to convince four other parents to go as well. So in mid-June, after the rosters and everything were settled for fall, our A-team, now this was for 8v8, our A-team went from a roster of 13 to a roster of 9, which of course will greatly affect us as a so-called B-team, but I'll leave that story for another day, that was interesting, but... Last I heard when they were about U15 or something like that, that poor child had been on on something like 12 different teams. I'm sorry. That's just not, not good for her development. Don't be that parent. You're not helping your child. Okay, be the other parent. Now, understand, I'm not saying there are not legitimate reasons to leave a team or club. Of course there are. All I'm saying is be sure you're honest about why and that making a change is being done to put your child in a better situation. As opposed to chasing what I call fake development, because now you're playing on a higher level team or in a higher league or whatever, that doesn't automatically make your player a a better team because you were able to slide into that situation. So in review, the environment matters so much. The coach and their ability to develop relationships with players and get the most out of them and not just coaching skills. You know, helping develop confidence in a player, a good work ethic, responsibility, all things that are going to help them excel on the pitch, but also in life. That stuff really, really matters. The coach matters more than the club. Playing in a competitive environment matters more than the name of the club or league. Your child is not automatically better because they were able to jump to a team in a higher league. Okay, get a good foundation of fundamental technical skills in a positive, fun, competitive environment. Do that, and you are 93.69% of the way there. Okay, I did the math. It's 93.69%. And look, I realize these things can be tough to figure out ahead of time. So let me put it this way. If you're on a team where you are competitive with teammates and you are playing competitive games for the most part, you're having fun, you're learning the game, you're improving, you're enjoying going to training and games, don't be so, so quick to jump ship to a better team. Your kid is in a good spot. Let let them develop and see what happens down the road. Okay, that is it for now. Uh, coming down the pipe, um, more about the physical game. We'll get into technical development and training, speed, agility, all that good stuff I talked about before. Absolutely talking about more about the right mindset, con, uh, confidence development, things like that. Okay, and you put all the that stuff together. It is going to be awesome for you as a player. Go to thesoccerspecialist.com slash contact. If you have any questions, make sure you join the, the FB group. Just search uh, The Soccer Specialist if you haven't on already. Definitely go check out Dominate Game Day. Go on to Amazon. Put in Dominate Game Day. It should come up. You find the Kindle version, the paperback version. If you want to learn more about working with me one-on-one, go to thesoccerspecialist.com slash one, the number. right? Don't spell it out. One. Um, this will absolutely take your game to the next level. And... I think that is it for now. Remember, you're better than you think you are. You can do more than you think you can. You always could. Always practice like you were trying to make the team. Stay strong in the struggle, and I will talk to you.